Today the Old Testament reading comes from the book of Isaiah, 61 through 6. This is a book of prophecies, and the, the reading we are reading this morning is about the bright light that is about to come into the world. From Isaiah 60, the first six verses, the author writes, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you. His glory will appear over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see... And be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, and young camels of Midian and Ephah. And those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. Holy wisdom. Holy Word. Thanks be to God. Please rise for the reading of the Gospel. The reading this morning comes from the book of Matthew 2, 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and had come to pay him homage. But when King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all of Jerusalem with him, and calling together all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. And they told him, in Bethlehem of Judea. For so it has been written by the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to be shepherd of my people, Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child and When you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. But when they heard the king, they set out. And there, ahead of them, went the star that had been seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left, their, they left for their own country by another road. This is God's word. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Let's open a prayer. May the meditation of my heart and the words of my tongue be pleasing in your sight, O Lord. Amen. When Pastor Brad asked me to preach this Sunday, 
He said it was Epiphany Sunday. And I was looked at him like, what are you talking, what's Epiphany Sunday? He explained to me that this is the 12th day after Christmas. And I related to the song, The Twelve Days of Christmas. And today would be the 12 drummers drumming. But I don't have 12 drummers drumming for you, so. But the significance of this song is much deeper than that. The secular world would have us believe that the material items that we receive on Christmas are the significant things of the season. But it's not. January 6th marks the 12th day after Christmas. The day and the birth of Christ, which I said is considered the day of Epiphany. We are lucky this Sunday because the day of Epiphany actually lands on Sunday. So it's my pleasure to actually be here preaching on this day. Between the services, after first service, I had somebody come up to me and tell me they were in Italy during Epiphany Sunday or Epiphany during the week. They said it was a huge celebration. They shut, shut down the whole city and they celebrated the, the day of Epiphany. We in the Protestant church have, have sort of thrown this day out in kind of the rebellion against the Catholic church. But it's a day we should be celebrating. And today is the day we're going to celebrate it, because it falls on Sunday. The word of the epiphany, trying to translate it from the Greek into English, is very difficult. There's really no English word that captures what epiphany is. The closest word we can come with is manifestation or appearance. But it's more than just having like a light bulb come on in your head. It, it's, it's a whole life-changing experience. On May 24, 1738, John Wesley, the founder of the Wesley movement, had a particular epiphany. He had his heart slowly warmed. This experience happened at Altersgate Church in England, named after the church that we worship in today. <laughs> so, this epiphany changed his life. He realized that his ministry is more than just preaching. He took his word to the people. He went out to the villages, to the prisoners. At this time, prisoners did not receive meals. He took hot meals to the prisoners and to the orphans and to the widows. He was living the life that Christ has asked us to live. This Sunday is also connected, as we've heard in the song, with the Magi's and the wise men and the kings coming from the east. As, pa as Pastor Brad has pointed out, we don't know how many Magi's actually traveled to see Jesus, but we know that they delivered three significant gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Each of these gifts would foreshadow the future servant leader in Christ and Christ's role as the Messiah. We must also remember that these Gifts were considered very expensive. Gold was considered a gift worthy of the king. Incense was a gift for the deity. Back then they would do, offer scents. They would offer up lambs or pigeons up to God. And this is what frankincense would have been like with offering up a scent up to God. Myrrh was a spice for a person who was going to die, foreshadowing Jesus' death on the cross. But these gifts also provided Mary, Joseph, and Jesus the financial needs to be able to escape to Egypt. 
and to avoid the wrath of Herod. This brings us back to why January 6th is considered Epiphany Sunday, or Epiphany. These magi appeared, appeared, from the, appeared out of nowhere to present these gifts to the king of Israel. But we must remember that these wise men and magi were not Israelites. Most likely they came from the Far East, which is today Iraq, Iran, and Saudi Arabia. This brings up a question for us today. As followers of Jesus, what gifts are we bringing to the Lord and Savior? Honestly, this is a question that I ask myself all the time. Knowing that God has provided me gifts and talents, but am I using my gifts and talents to glorify God? I believe that I am. I also believe that 16 years ago I had an epiphany. That God manifested. I was on my home, away home from work when all of a sudden I had an overwhelming feeling to turn left into the parking lot. When I turned into this parking lot, it was a strip mall. And in the strip, local strip mall, there was an army recruiting station. I had never had any desire to join the military. I'd already earned my bachelor's degree and I didn't think, why would I need to join the military? But this experience I had that night would change my life for the better. You see, if I had not had this epiphany and not had the courage to listen to God, I would not be standing before you right now. As many of you remember, on the 50th anniversary, I wore my uniform. So you all you know, I did end up joining the military. Well, I served six years on active duty, and I'm currently still in the Army National Guard. And hopefully in about six or seven months, I will be ordained and become an Army chaplain with the National Guard. My military experiences have taken me wide and far from where I began. I've had the opportunity to minister and to help soldiers in the field of combat. The military has given me the opportunity to hone these skills and gifts that God has provided me. These gifts include the ears to hear, a compassionate shoulder to cry on, leadership, understanding, caring, and most importantly, loving. In seven months, I will have the opportunity to serve a congregation and to use the gifts to honor God and the gifts that God has provided me. So what gifts are you offering God? Everyone in this congregation has gifts that God has provided them. I know we have teachers, healthcare providers, social workers, counselors in the congregation today that use their gifts every day to help. I also know there's people in the congregation that help out with Habitat for Humanity, Tent City. They donate to UMCOR and other relief organizations. But in the case that you don't think you have any gifts that you can provide to God, please take the time to ask somebody in this congregation this community of believers to ask them what gifts do they see in you? Because sometimes we can't see the own gifts in ourselves, but others do. So I ask that you pray and discern what gifts you have. If you're still having difficult, a difficult time coming up with gifts, I ask that you come and talk to myself. My door is always open, as is Pastor Brad's. We'd be more than happy to sit down with you and talk about 
to talk to you about the gifts that you have. That you can offer not only the church, but the community that we live in. And once you find your gifts, I ask that you bring them back to God. And the body of Christ, which is the church. Don't be afraid to explore the gifts that you have and that God has given you. As we enter this new year, this is a great opportunity to explore and pray about the gifts that you have. I know that we all make resolutions to lose weight, to exercise more. But let's pray. Let's discern what can we do for God. What gifts can we offer back to God that God has given us? I know that I am one that knows I need to pray more. I need to get more involved in the Scripture. In my three and a half years of seminary, I've seemed to have lost track of that. But this is the time for me to go back and to discover more gifts that God has presented me. So I ask that you all just pray about the gifts that God has given you and return back to God. Now let's prepare ourselves for the gift that Christ gave us. The table is set for us to remember Christ. So let us prepare our hearts and minds to receive the gift of grace that Jesus has so willingly given to us. Amen.